He played for one of the greatest sporting teams of all time. In a golden era of the 90s, Scottie Pippen played 17 seasons in the NBA. His Chicago Bulls won six championships alongside Michael Jordan, Dennis Rodman, Horace Grant, and Australia's own Luke Longley. A seven-time NBA All-Star, the only player to win an NBA title and Olympic gold medal in the same year, twice. Scotty Pippen, welcome to ABC Sport and welcome back to Australia. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You've been here a few times now. What surprised you about Australia? We're a sports-mad country. You would have seen the AFL and the NRL Grand Final. We're not quite as big as the US of A, but for a lot of my generation and for those who love basketball down under, we would have followed your career almost as closely as anyone. Well, it's just a beautiful country over here. Uh, people are just so nice. Uh, some beautiful sights to see and the food. Uh, it's just a wonderful experience to be able to travel abroad and to come hang out with uh, one of my teammates who, as I like to say, we, we helped to globalize the game of, of basketball, uh, truly globalize what it is and what it means to um, be about team sport and be about winning and playing together and sharing and caring for someone who uh, you have spent so much time both on and off the basketball court with. How have you enjoyed getting back together with Luke Longling and Horace Grant and reminiscing about some of the great times? Oh, uh, they're, they're a lot of fun. You know, even though I won uh, three different championships with those two guys and you know, we, we had an opportunity right there to put one year together where we all played together and uh, just um, a, a brotherhood. You know, that's really what our NBA game is really about. But when we become teammates, uh, it's, 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 it's different. Uh, we're, we're like family and, you know, winning to, together uh, just creates such a, a long time bond. And that's really uh, what has us here together right now. Uh, we're, we're doing a a no bull tour where we're really kind of reminiscing and talking about um, the, the, the teams of the nineties and touching a little bit on the dream team, but just some special uh, times in our lives. Tell us about your good mate, Luke Longley. He hasn't done a whole heap of media over the years. So it's great to hear him. Uh, well, Luke has just been a great guy for me, you know, Hey, giving me the opportunity to come over here many, many years ago. And I'm kicking myself in the butt for not ever coming over and visiting, but, uh, you know, he's uh, a great friend, being an owner of the Sydney Kings. He's a little bit nervous this, this week because he want to see his team uh, be able to compete for their uh, three-peat. So uh, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's a bit jittery right now. And plus, <laughs> we have another show tonight. So uh, I've really been kind of letting him rest and say to himself now, this is game time for him. You'll be at the Sydney Kings and the New Zealand Breakers on Wednesday night. It's a sudden death game. I imagine it's the type of environment you wouldn't mind being tested. And how do you think the Sydney Kings are going to go? Uh, I watched them the other night. They, they, they look like they uh, got their pep back. They look like they're ready to play some team basketball. Um, I don't know what the problem was for them this season is to why they, they limped into the playoffs. But, you know, things can change overnight. And hopefully they're um, ready to compete and go for a third title. I'm sure you've been asked this question a million times, but what do you think made the Chicago Bulls so successful across the two periods? I mean, it's hard to recreate or rediscover what worked. What allowed the Bulls to be able to do so? Well, I think it was a lot of things from, you know, good leadership to, uh, you know, just, just good individual players that were willing and dedicated themselves to what it takes to winning. Uh, you know, a lot of times you can put a, a lot of talent together, but if guys are not dedicated and willing to do what it takes to play team basketball, 
to play winning basketball, um, then the the good leadership doesn't matter. But uh, it was a, a a variety of great things from coaching to dedication to just players that were just uh, driven and wasn't willing to accept nothing but being the best. Scotty Pippen with you on ABC Sport. I don't know, Scotty, if it's social media now, but the two images that kind of stick in my mind of your career was the dunk over Patrick Ewing and playing full-court defense on Magic Johnson, and yet that kind of showed both levels of your game as to how you became one of these all-round players. Was that a mental side of your game, or was that something that, that physically developed over time? Well, I think it was just something that was physically developed over time. I mean, once you get an opportunity to display yourself on the big stage uh, during the playoff, then people can really see the talent of uh, what made your team great and what gets you back there each and every year. So I've always took a lot of pride in playing hard on both ends of the basketball court. And I think that really uh, showed uh, from a team aspect, not just from an individual. Did you want to guard the best players or was that just the way it tended to pan out? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, as they say, defense wins championships. And what was it like to play with Michael Jordan? How did you get the best out of both you and him throughout that time? Well, I mean, just two players driven. Uh, you know, we went through some tough times early on in our career, but we just stayed driven. Um, two leaders that wanted to be great. And, you know, I think we just drove each other's uh, the best out of each other day in and day out, which, you know, eventually uh, put us at a level of, of greatness, if I could say that. And, of course, Dennis Rodman, before social media was a viral thing, I mean, you had to learn in terms of having different personalities inside the dressing room. Oh, yes, for sure. Uh, <laughs> Dennis was definitely a, a different personality, but a, a good one in a, in a lot of ways. A guy that dominated from a defensive standpoint as well as rebounding, uh, intimidation, you name it, he can kind of claim it. In terms of uh, your career across the NBA, how different was it being a part of the Olympic side and the, the dream team for the U.S.? How does that style of basketball and international level compare with the, the NBA, and how different is it? Uh, I mean, I think it's all about the same. I mean, it's still the same game at the end of the day. Uh, the international rules are a little bit different because you're allowed to play up above the rim a little bit uh, as the ball hit the rim, but for the most part, uh, the game is about the same. Uh, you know, I think in today's game, we've seen now that um, players are utilizing the whole court. The three-point line has become a very valuable asset um, in today's game. So spacing is, is truly Im important. You were one of 11 kids, right, growing up, but you were the tallest. Um, your dad had a stroke when you were very young and, and your family couldn't afford to send you to college. How much did that motivate you to get to the, the next level and get noticed in, in order of your endeavors to try and get to the NBA? I mean, I was always going to be motivated. Whether my father was there or not, uh, I don't think he would have been able to send me to a university. But I think just growing up in a small town, uh, wanting to reach my dreams, reach my goals, I think those were things that more motivated me to want to, you know, get to the NBA, uh, move and have better things in, in my life. Uh, but I was definitely driven to do better things for my family and that's that was my goal uh, for sure. Did that have the biggest influence on your career and, and how much were you originally across the, the proposal that you're going to be drafted to the Supersonics and then traded to the Chicago Bulls? I mean anytime you, you, you know that you've been invited to the NBA draft uh, I was very happy you know it didn't matter if I was going to stay with the Seattle 
um, Supersonics or go with the Bulls. Uh, it was the happiest day of my life. And now having spent a bit more time in Australia, how would you describe the, the standard of basketball? I mean, the NBL has tried to produce a, a quality that attracts players from the US and a pathway to get to the top level, like LaMelo Ball, who was here in the NBL and then got picked up at pick three, Josh Giddy. Is that getting recognized, you feel, in the US? Yeah, I definitely feel like that this league is uh, definitely a pathway for young players to come over here, get some experience playing at a physical level, playing at a high level, uh, playing at a competitive level, but also uh, really giving them a chance to really focus on what it takes to be a pro in terms of eating right, being able to do things after practice, you know, just really staying in the gym and, and working on your craft. And I, I think that this league has been a great feeder uh, into the NBA. You mentioned your good mate, Luke Longley. Once upon a time, he was trying to get you involved in the Sydney Kings as a, a coach, potentially. Would you have loved to have coached? Yeah, I mean, now that uh, I'm, I'm looking back at it, it definitely would have been a great opportunity. But uh, at that time, I had a couple of young boys that was going to make sure that I stayed at, at home and continued to work with, with them. But, yeah, it would have been a great opportunity. And uh, basketball, with the growth that is going right now, then maybe we'll be able to revisit that. And in terms of today's era, how much of the NBA do you watch? Do you follow it still closely? Yeah, I still I won't say watch it closely, but I'm I'm still a student of the game, a fan, I guess I should say now. And who do you feel is the, the best team in it at the moment? Well, it's kind of hard to say right now. Um, I I still feel that the Milwaukee Bucks, being on the East, is probably going to be the strongest team and probably the Denver Nuggets uh, coming out of the West. But I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers can pull up their bootstrap and, and, and make a good good run. And 17 years in the NBA, I'm fascinated. What have you sort of kept from throughout your career? Have you kept the jerseys in which you wore for the Olympics and the Chicago Bulls? Have you got it all on display somewhere at home? No, I don't keep it on display, but I still, uh, I'm, I'm, it's still in my possession. Very good. Scotty, it's been a great privilege and pleasure to chat to you. Enjoy the NBL finals and uh, look forward to seeing you hopefully back in Australia in the near time soon. Okay. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it.